welcome to the Draft Little Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Runcie. Today, we have a special guest who is the head of Twitch Music, Tracy Chan. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Dan. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you can make this happen. And it's funny, I've been following your moves for a little bit because even before you're at Twitch, you were at Spotify and you had made some great moves there, especially being one of the people pushing Spotify for artists. And it's just been fascinating to see everything that platform has built and become in the past few years. But I got to imagine, it must have still been like a tough decision to leave that, then go join a company like Twitch, considering all you built in, where you clearly saw everything going and streaming. Yeah, I mean, this was one of those moves where I was going back and forth. I mean, it was an incredibly hard decision, just because, you know, like you mentioned, we did a lot of good work with Spotify for artists. The team is still doing a lot of good work. I love the team. I know just how important Spotify for artists and just like tools like that are, you know, to really help artists understand what's going on and connect with their audiences. But man, the opportunity at Twitch, it's literally just been even bigger than I thought it was. So I can't imagine being in a better place. What did you think the opportunity was going to be like? Because you mentioned it's a lot different than what you imagined it. So I think, you know, one of the big reasons I joined Twitch was what I was hearing just consistently from artists and their teams is we want to get to know our fans. We want to know who our fans are. And so at Spotify, you know, it's like in Spotify for artists, you know, we built more charts and graphs describing who the fans are, you know, where they're listening from, how they're discovering and that sort of thing. And the feedback was, no, no, we want to know who the fans are. Like, I want to have a conversation with them. I want to know, you know, what about my music is really resonating with you? How can I lean into that more? All of that kind of stuff. And so when I started talking with the Twitch team, that was the sell was even though it's known for video games, at its core, it is creators building a community around fans and just regularly engaging with them. It's not just like fans, like really getting to know who the creator is themselves, but it's the creators knowing the fans as well and like their community. And like that mental shift was like, oh, there's a big opportunity here. And so, you know, that was the premise in which I joined is like, this is a huge, you know, need, you know, in the music marketplace, especially, you know, with all the changes from MP3s to streaming and just kind of that world global audience was like, want to get to your fans, which have kind of just that perfect feature set. And really it was like, how do we then, you know, translate it for musicians to help, you know, just build their communities. So that's what I thought the, the big opportunity was, you know, when I started to kind of dig in and, you know, really work with a team of just what's going on. And of course, you know, COVID had started taking off when I joined, you know, what we started to see was actually musicians are making significant money. Yeah. I mean, you know, the backdrop of there's a lot of criticism in the music industry today where musicians kind of see the music industry is growing, but you know, they don't see their paychecks growing as fast. And in fact, you know, there's just so many artists out there. There's more artists than ever before. I think the latest number I heard is like 60,000 releases a day or something like that. And the money's just getting smaller and smaller for artists. But when we're looking at Twitch, you know, what was happening, especially for those artists, you know, even pre-COVID who were just building their communities on folks like Megan Linnaeus, Raquel, there's this artist named Sereda. She built her community on Twitch. Her story is so great because, you know, she was in Canada. She came to LA to pursue her music dreams. Just like most musicians, while you're pursuing your dream, you got to have that second job to kind of make ends meet. And so she was a Postmates delivery person, but she found Twitch. She was able to build up that audience. And, you know, what she was doing was 
what musicians do. She was writing music with her community. She was producing, recording. And, you know, she got to a point where she was living off of the money that she was making on Twitch from the support of her community. Her EP charted on Billboard because, you know, her community really rallied and gave her support for that album. So that was a long story of saying, you know, really just what's happening on Twitch is just incredible is again, artists are making real, real money. And so, you know, we track a couple of things. One of the stats we're tracking is, you know, how many artists are making $25,000 or more on Twitch? And this is $25,000 net to the artist. And, you know, in COVID from January, 2020 to February, 2021, that number has grown 1,635%. Like it's 16 X. I mean, it is insane. And that is just like real, real money. Especially if you think in the backdrop of, you know, all the ways that artists can make money, you know, this is real, real money. And then what was like really shocking to me and where I think this is just a massive opportunity is, is when you think about the average viewership for those making $50,000 or more, the median viewership is 183 fans. And to me, that was just like, this doesn't make sense because, you know, I came from YouTube and Spotify in the world where, you know, everyone is taught you need the millions of things, right? Millions of followers, millions of fans, millions of streams, video views, likes, whatever it is, because the economics are challenging. And so if you get the millions of things, then you can make some money. And, you know, with a few hundred fans, you can make that significant amount of money. I think there's just such a massive opportunity for artists to, you know, if they're interested, you know, and if that's kind of a motivator for them, Twitch can be a place where they can build that community, make some money. And then just imagine all of those things. Cause you know, a lot of choices are just made on how can I make ends meet when you make kind of creative choices and business choices with that, when you kind of have a little bit of financial freedom, it changes the game like completely. And there's just lots of tools out there in which, you know, you can make different decisions if that's what you want. That's impressive. Let's break down that number a bit because I think it would be good to hear a little bit more. So you can make $50,000 plus from under 200 fans if you're monetizing it in the right way. What does that look like? So what is the creator offering? And then what are the fans purchasing on the platform? So Twitch is all about just creators and fans. And it's literally, you put them together and get out of the way, magic happens. And of course, like you kind of have to need tools in order to facilitate that. So we have a couple of products that work super, super well. So first and foremost, as a viewer, you can subscribe to an artist channel. And so, you know, you pay anywhere from $4.99 and upwards per month. You know, we rev share that with the artist. And so, you know, artists are definitely building up their subscriber base and it's direct support as opposed to, you know, other subscription models where it's a pro rata model where it goes into a pool and it's distributed by market share or whatever it is. But this is just, I love this artist. I'm going to go support them and subscribe to them. Second, we have kind of um, what we call bits which is our virtual currency and you can cheer bits to show your support. And it's, you know, down to one cent up into, you can literally do thousands of dollars and you see that happen actually not infrequently, which is super, super interesting. And we can talk about that in a sec. And then there's, you know, direct donations and then there's ad revenue as well. So if you run ads on your channel, we share that with the creator as well. And I think kind of what's great about having just these different dynamics is different artists use them in different ways. So you see very, very often, you know, a bunch of creators just have a subscription goal and you put a goal in front of a community and the community will always try to hit it. So that's a great mechanism. We have, you know, folks who take song requests. And so if you take song requests, anyone can 
request a song, but you know, subscribers or those who share a certain number of bits or give a certain direct donation get their songs prioritized. So you know, that can be a really, really powerful method. That's kind of the base layer. We have community on top of it, community-based features on top of it. So a great one is gift subscriptions. And so, you know, if you have a bunch of people in your room and you have a super fan, that super fan can give away one gift subscription to someone else in the room. They can give a hundred. And again, you see this pattern. And again, it's all about that super fandom because you can see as the creator, you know, who are your big gift subscribers? Who are your big donators? That sort of thing. And obviously kind of, you know, fostering that relationship appropriately helps kind of unlock more monetization. There's lots of lots of ways that it just works really, really well. And I think the most interesting part of this whole dynamic is, again, you know, I've worked in you know various places in the music industry. And I think what's special about the Twitch platform, because it has its roots in gaming, is, is you know, the viewers on Twitch, they expect to support their favorite creator. It's ingrained in the culture, you know, and you see who's the subscribers, you know, you see who has those custom emotes and that sort of thing. It creates that environment where it's like, yep, we're here as a community to support the creator. Whereas, you know, even if other services, you know, have similar dynamics, you may not be there to pay. And so I think kind of, you know, that's really a huge advantage that we have. And that part is fascinating. Like, are there specific things that you're doing in order to create that? I know you mentioned emotes and it sounds like there's some gamification, but I can imagine that having a certain type of user that's used to being able to consume content for free and getting them to come on the platform, there's the culture that's there, but I'm sure there's probably things you're doing to help accelerate that too. It's actually interesting because there's probably two dynamics and two types of audiences. So there's the Twitch audience in and of itself. And the thing about the Twitch audience that I think people forget is they're like, Twitch is a gaming service. It's all kind of gamers who love video games, which is true. But gamers love lots of things, right? They love music. They love sports. You know, they love movies and TV. It's not just like one thing that they love. And it turns out, you know, especially for gamers, it's either the number one or number two category preference of our audience. And so it turns out people love music and they love creators. So we have that in our favor. And, you know, that's where creators can come onto the service and we have an audience for them kind of already. That said, you know, as they're pulling in their fans into the service new, especially kind of music fans who maybe are less interested in video games, it's that behavior from that gaming audience who, you know, knows how to subscribe and all that. They're teaching kind of this new music audience. Hey, you know, this is how you support the creators. These are the things that you get. And, you know, again, that's why things like gift subscriptions just are so great because, you know, it enables potential fans to get those benefits and, you know, renew the benefits on their own. So there's kind of lots of interplay between those audiences and products that really kind of bridge the gap of like, I really don't know what to do to, I'm going to subscribe to you and subscribe over here. And, oh, I really love you. So I'm going to give you, you know, 10 gift subscriptions to show you that extra love. Interesting. I could definitely see that with the gaming community. There's a bit of that like cult vibe that is just so strong there. And seeing some of the artists like YBN and Amir, for example, I know that he was so big early on. I know that Danny Brown had done some things too. And I think now you're starting to see people that aren't just of the gaming type. Because I think that was the vibe for you know a few years. If you were a hip-hop artist that was big in gaming, Twitch is for you. Go do your thing. However, I think now, just because we're starting to see so many different types of creators and people, entertainers using this to live stream things, it's starting to expand a bit more. To what you're saying about expansion, what we're seeing is just like the use cases in music 
actually that creates a lot of opportunity. So like one of the awesome things that we're seeing is just like music producers, people making beats or mastering songs, folks like Kenny Beats or Mixed by Ali, you know, they're coming on and this is like just stuff you would normally be doing. You know, you're always going to be producing, you're always going to, you know, be in Ableton or Logic or whatever software you're using. What Twitch affords you is like, you're pulling all of your fans into the studio and you know, like fans just like who get that experience. It is just so magical. You know, I think one of the key things about Twitch is, is like, let them affect what's happening kind of in stream. So a great example is like Illmind, you know, a producer, who, you know, he's produced with Beyonce and Jay-Z and Kanye, all the greats. He like created an EP during the Black Lives Matter movement and kind of donated all the proceeds to charity. But, you know, he featured fan-selected acapellas and beats in the creation of the content in and of itself. And I think kind of that's what's super exciting on top of just like monetization in general, pulling your fans into the creative process, being able to just monetize the creative process. And it's not just, you know, you go into the studio, maybe you take Instagram pics or whatever. It's like, no, they're there, they're contributing. And when the fans just feel ownership over the content, just magic happens. So that's a huge prime example of just more things you can kind of do on Twitch, you know, just from a format perspective. I think you mentioned, you know, there's definitely lots of hip hop artists who love video games because, hey, just like gamers like music, musicians love video games. It's a thing. But I think the other thing that we're seeing as well is just like innovative formats because it's like live, ephemeral and visual. So like one of the like awesome things that, you know, we see is freestyling over chat. So we have guys like Murs and the Dapper Rapper. Literally, they tell their community, type random words in chat. And they just freestyle over them. And it is so amazing. It's that format that it only works on live because like on a YouTube video, of course, you can like cut it and like whatever. But it's kind of like those moments too where like, oh my God, did they just really do that? Which just makes the community just that much more uh, generous. I like that. It's fascinating because a lot of it is based on the mindset of having your thousand true fans, right? And that Kevin Kelly essay was written 2008. And it feels like just now, a decade plus, we're finally starting to see what that looks like when the tools are made even easier to do that. I feel like there's clearly been phases throughout the past decade, but now it's even more. I do of Kevin Kelly's essay and his hypothesis kind of coming into Twitch, but I didn't necessarily understand it applied to Twitch until I saw what was happening. There's an update to that. There's a VC named Legion who said, actually, you know, so a thousand true fans is if a thousand true fans pay you a hundred dollars a year, you make a hundred thousand dollars. That's a nice living. Legion did an update. Maybe I think it was last year or the year before 2019, 2020. And her update was, it's not a thousand true fans giving you a hundred dollars. It's a hundred true fans giving you a thousand dollars. And I think kind of, you know, that's a really interesting dynamic because again, to your question earlier, like, what are we monetizing? It's not the performance itself. It's the interaction. It's kind of the proximity. It's kind of the collaboration between creator and community. Those are the types of things that really get, you know, monetization going. You know, we have this feature called the hype train where basically if a bunch of people are supporting the artist by subscribing or cheering bits and things like that, it creates kind of this hype moment within the channel. And so it sets a goal and so as people, you know, continue to contribute and subscribe or give subscriptions, it unlocks benefits for the channel. So more custom emotes, you know, everyone that participates gets things like that. And again, it's just the community really rallying towards their favorite creator. What could be better? 
Yeah, I mean, the timing is great. One of the things I'm curious about for you all, because I've been seeing some of the reports, I saw that Twitch Rocknomics report that came out, and I thought that was really fascinating and a great way to pitch everything that's out there. And you're clearly trying to get as many creators as possible to A, understand the landscape, but B, use your platform as an opportunity to help monetize and to build their career on. What are some of the ways and the tactics that you're doing in order to acquire more creators, acquire more customers? A lot of it is is just us telling our story and actually, more importantly, the artists telling the story as well, because it's really those artists who are kind of paving the way. Folks like Mike Shinoda, like he's trailblazing what's possible on Twitch. You know, the dude was bored in COVID. He came on. He created three EPs with his audience. That was awesome. He's like getting the support. And then what does he do this year? He's like, I'm just going to produce a bunch of musicians within my community and on Twitch. And so he's produced 30 different tracks. So I think a lot of it is when artists are showing kind of other artists, this is what's possible. And this is kind of what the rewards could look like, whether it's, you know, just that getting to know your fans and, you know, building up that community who's going to support you on other things like Serena and getting her album on Billboard. The money is actually quite meaningful and impactful. So I think kind of, first of all, is, is, you know, us being able to kind of tell our story, make sure artists can kind of tell the story that they want to be telling as well. I think that's the first part. We've also, you know, partnered with a bunch of services like DistroKid, United Master, SoundCloud, Bands in Town to make sure that artists who are qualifying on those services, you know, they've shown a dedication. They're artists who they have music and they have a fan base to help them kind of use those requirements to unlock what we call affiliate status. So affiliate status means you can start earning revenue and create channel benefits like the emotes and things like that. It's kind of like working with those partners as well to really make Twitch known and accessible and easier to kind of use for those musicians using those services. And then I would say kind of the last thing is, is, you know, through this last year, I mean, it's been incredibly tough for everyone having live shows canceled and venues closed and things like that. So, you know, so we actively partnered with a bunch of promoters like Rolling Loud and companies like Red Light Management to kind of set up content series. Because again, when you can see yourself as an artist on a service, it makes it not so scary. And, you know, on top of that, it's great content. Our audience loves the content. They get to know music more. And then also it's just in that hard year. It's funny. Like I haven't seen a live, live show in real life in a while. And I'm like, so ready to do that because <laughs> it's been a while. And that's a very important part of my life. But it's funny. Like I've seen more live music period kind of through COVID because of Twitch. And I think our ability to kind of help support the creative community, both in terms of the artists who kind of lost so much during COVID, but also, you know, the, all the behind the scenes players, like it takes a lot to get a festival up. And so by investing kind of in festivals and promoters and venues and things like that to help them bring their shows on Twitch, we think that, you know, that helps, you know, we are a friend to the music industry. We're going to help everyone uplift all boats. Yeah. I think that, being able to do those partnerships makes a lot of sense. Like I saw the United Masters one. I think the headline for that came like in the past week or so. The Distro Kid one too. And yeah, I mean, that's where the artists are. So I think for a lot of it, I'm curious what the messaging is like, because I feel like there's a few things that Twitch is trying to communicate to creators. It's both, hey, here's where we sit 
relative to something like Spotify, if you're only going to rely on the digital stream providers, here's where we also sit relative to something like Patreon or some other type of super fan, a thousand true fan monetization platform. But like, here's also where we sit relative to Instagram live or some of the other live stream services that have popped up, especially in the past year, given COVID. Do you feel like you're always needed to communicate each of those? Or do you feel like there's one of those that you've been focusing more on for creators? Yeah, it's a great question. So, I mean, I think the way that we think about it is we are a creator first company and I've just like built my career on supporting creators. And so all of the options, like if there are more options for creators, everyone is going to be fine. And I, like I mentioned, there's just been an explosion of creators out there, right? I think SoundCloud mentioned they have like 25 million artists actively uploading content every month. And so more options where they can either build a fan base, they can kind of get distribution, they can make some money is just good for the overall industry. I think kind of the where we sit is, is we want artists to consider Twitch because it is new because, you know, people think of us as gaming and things like that. And so it's part of it is just opening up the conversation of, hey, if audio, visual and live is your thing, here's what the rewards could be. Here's the artists that are doing it and doing it really, really well. I think kind of that's really, really our goal because different services have just different requirements of effort or focus or that sort of thing. And there's just no one size fits all. I mean, just think about like touring. We know like most artists make their money on touring, but touring is hard. You got to be away from your family. It's a grind, you know, yeah, you're going to all these places, but you're really seeing kind of the hotel and not anything else. You got to look your gear and you know, it's a tough sell, but that's like a really, really good path for a lot of artists to make money. Commercially, not everyone can tour. It's an opportunity. And so again, you know, our message is there's lots of ways in which you can, you know, build that audience. You can make some money. Twitch is a really, really good one, especially because what we're seeing is, is it doesn't take much. It takes some dedication. And, you know, I think kind of that's a differentiation for us because again, every time you go live, it's a chance to interact with your fans, you get to know them better. You get to know who shows up on your schedule versus on their schedule. And you get to see kind of those rewards and monetize every single time you go live. That's not for everyone either. But you know, if that's kind of your aim, we could be a really good place for you. I know that, for instance, like on YouTube, they have the Creator Academy there, right? And you know, I'm preaching sure the choir here. You know this better than anyone. You know, it's helpful for onboarding. So at Twitch, uh, you know, like similar type of ways to be like, hey, you're new here. Here's how we can help you get up to speed. Yeah. So we have artist.twitch.tv, which is kind of our camp creator for musicians. That's the start. We have a bunch of videos from musicians who are on Twitch. You know, here's kind of best practices. Here's what made me successful. It explains out, you know, here's the different mechanisms, whether there's the setup that you need, the gear that you need, what are the different revenue lines, things like that. So that's kind of the start. And again, working with, you know, our partners like United Masters and DistroKid, SoundCloud, what we're seeing is, is, you know, United Masters put together this awesome panel at SelectCon, which was a couple of weeks ago. And again, they just had their artists saying, this is what we're doing. This is what we're seeing working, um, which I think is really awesome. I feel like those partnerships are key. And I know they've done some great work just expanding all the types of partnerships they've done as well. And I think a lot of them have been at least up to date more on the brand size. It's also good to see more on the monetization piece of this too. What's great about you know those partners, you know, United Master and District Kid, SoundCloud, is they're there to make the artist successful too. We love working kind of with those partners who are like, here's different places in which you can be successful. Again, recognizing that it's not one size fit all. 
creativity and music is never that. And so it's just like, whatever works for you. And it's not a, like, I do this or I don't do this. It's just how much time are you going to put into it? How much effort are you going to put into it? And then see kind of the rewards, you know, relative to that. That makes sense. One thing that I'm interested in, in the creator space, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this is how platforms are able to sell the average experience or what can be expected as opposed to some of the more unicorn success stories. Like as someone that writes a newsletter, so many people will talk about the success of someone like Ben Thompson and what he's done with Stratechery. But there's only so many of those. And I think we've seen some of that with Substack as well, with some of the great examples they have there. Is that something similar for Twitch? I think my gut tells me that given the fact that you can run a pretty successful operation with less than 200 fans, a bit of that is less of a issue there, but relatively speaking, is that still something that you all are focusing on? Yeah. I mean, I think the beauty of Twitch again is it's whatever you want out of it. I think we definitely have, you know, the big guys like Mike Shinoda from Lincoln Park. We got T-Pain, you know, Logic, and we will continue to work with, you know, these big artists who are just really, really successful. And then we have, you know, artists who they're grinding it away. They're being successful. They're building their community from ground one and they're seeing kind of the fruits of their labor. And so it's really kind of what you make out of it because we do have, you know, quite big artists using Twitch today. And some of them, you know, monetization is just really not important. And it's really that I just want to get to know my audience. I mean, we have like Megan the Stallion a couple months ago playing Mortal Kombat with her fans. Do whatever's authentic to you. Like that's the kind of most important thing. And then I say like, but what we see is, you know, when you have more opportunities, just open up your creative process to whatever you want. That's when the magic really happens. Because I think, you know, a lot of artists think of Twitch, especially with the backdrop of COVID as, okay, I got to take my live show and just put it online. And like, that's not it. It is to a degree. Yes, you want to take all of your fans and put them in the front row of your show. Yes, do that. But it's also taking them to the green room and hanging out with them. It's also, you know, taking them into the studio and creating with them. And so, again, it's just whatever is authentic to, you know, you as an artist, we're here for it. And that goes for the, you know, the biggest artists in the world to those just getting started. You mentioned Logic earlier, and I know that last year he signed a pretty big deal with Twitch to have exclusive live stream type of partnership. What does that partnership look like? And do you think that's something else that you may try to do with other artists that are at his level? So, I mean, Logic was kind of our first big music partner. And again, you know, how you grow services and usage is you get the artists there, right? Because that's how all the social services grow. And I think, you know, really the key is, you know, when you as an artist, again, you can see yourself on a service, you're like, oh, I can do that. And so we've had a lot of success with Logic. I mean, he did kind of an album release. He's making beats. He's playing chess. He's reviewing fan-submitted music. He's doing performances. Again, it's just like, that's what's authentic to him. And because he's doing so many different things, it's been great because different artists will be like, oh, I can do that. I, I beat make all day long, or I'm great at live freestyling or whatever it is. So I think that that's been really, really great. And yeah, we'll continue to you know work with artists of all sizes. And the demand is pretty high, I think, of figuring out just like, again, the audience draw is really this through line of like, you can just actually talk to your fans. You can get to know them by name. It's funny, um, the other day, I think Lil Yachty did an interview. He's on like every day. And he's talking with his community. And I think he had a quote of something like, if one of my Twitch fans kind of saw me in the street, I would say what's up and they wouldn't freak out because like we talk every day. That kind of relationship with your fans, like 
we're breaking into this new world where you can have it and at scale because in social, like that interaction is great. If you get a like or that sort of thing, it's great, but it's not deep. And I think kind of, you know, that's what Twitch really provides you. I think that's a good way to look at the breakdown because I think in a lot of ways that Spotify relationship is almost closer to that Instagram type relationship where and even on Instagram, I mean, I think you can at least get some of that engagement, definitely much more than Spotify, but still very surface and you're not really getting to the level of engagement that you would on Twitch unless you're with something like that or you know some of the other services that are really trying to focus on the more monetization and the creator economy focus that we've definitely seen, especially especially given the amount of funding that a lot of companies in the creator economy space have gotten in the past six months or so. Yeah, it's funny. Like the way that I think about it in my mind is, is, you know, a lot of social today is like if you're texting or DMing with your friends and like, yep, you can definitely communicate what's going on, but contrast that to like doing a Zoom call or having a phone call with your friend. That's what Twitch is. It's like you're having a conversation and it's not just like surface trying to get across in a few words. It's like, ongoing and it's regular and it's repeat and it's not, you know, one-off. And I think kind of, you know, that's just why the community building and the monetization works so well. Again, you're just as invested into your fans as they are into you. Twitch, of course, is owned by Amazon and Amazon Music has been making a bunch of strides itself. Are there any partnership opportunities there or any type of things that we'll see The things that we're doing right now is so Amazon Music has like a killer Twitch channel and they're partnering with artists all the time, just like across the board on just different activations around album releases or tour announces and things like that. And they've had everyone from Dolly Parton to Keith Urban to BTS. I mean, like they bring the heavy hitters and do kind of these live interactions. And I think what's really awesome about it is it's like they do Twitch really well because it's not just like, here's my flash of concert. It's deep interaction, you know, with you know, the chat and the fans. So that, you know, is continuing to do really, really well. You know, another partnership that we have with Amazon Music is Twitch streams are available within Amazon Music. So if you're on an artist page and that artist is live, you can actually see that. And we think, you know, both the interaction and the consumption together is just so magical. And on top of that, you know, you can imagine all the things that we can do. So if you are following an artist and they go live, you'll get a notification from Amazon Music that they're live and you can watch it directly within, which is super, super cool. So you kind of get a lot of cross collaborations across the audiences and things like that. So we'll continue to like work with Amazon Music because we think that, again, the more touch points you have to your audience as an artist, the better off you will be. And it doesn't have to just be in one place. And in fact, like any service that tells you, oh, just focus on here, like don't listen to them. There's lots of things and lots of ways to connect with different audiences. And you might find that, you know, your audience on Twitch is slightly different than on Amazon Music is slightly different than Spotify, than Instagram. Again, it's all a matter of, you know, what's important to you? What are these services delivering back to you as an artist and carving out your time appropriately? I think that for Twitch and Amazon specifically, the flywheel's already started to turn when I'm thinking about it in my head because obviously you have the whole commerce piece of this. And I think that's in many ways the other aspect of the creator economy that people have been trying to think to, okay, how best can you help monetize merch? How can you monetize things like NFTs and bring some of these things together to truly be a type of one-stop shop for artists in that type of way? And I feel like there's a world where between both what Twitch offers and what Amazon Music offers and what Amazon more broadly offers, there is an opportunity to really have that in a type of hub or a type of one-stop way. 
You're exactly right. Amazon offers a lot and we're going to continue to partner with, you know, across the Amazon family, but we're open. I mean, that's why we're, you know, working with lots of partners because again, the more touch points you have, the better. And you're right. Like NFTs are a prime example of like, you know, we don't have an NFT product for artists, but what we see is artists, again, they're minting NFTs on Twitch and live. So you can actually kind of see it. So it's less of a vague concept and it's like, nope, you can kind of see it in real time. Or, you know, for those who are doing NFT auctions, we've had folks like Disclosure and Rack do live streams of like, okay, countdown, like watching the auction close and things like that. So again, it's all about just like, Bring your audience to whatever you're doing. That's the magic of Twitch. And I think, you know, again, we'll continue to just partner because the best thing about Twitch is we have an open ecosystem. You control the creative as a creator. I mean, we even have a bunch of creators who have smart lights in their room. And in chat, you can like literally change it. Maybe you can change it to certain things if you're a subscriber or, you know, there's just so many dynamics that you can kind of layer on top of it, which again, you get out of the way of the creatives in between artists and fans. That's when the magic happens. I think that makes a lot of sense. It's been great to just see how quickly things have grown too. I'm curious. I don't know if you know these numbers, but I'd be interested to know what percentage of Twitch's business has been Twitch music from before you joined, like right around that time, like a year plus versus what percentage of the business is Twitch music now? Because it just seems like it's grown so much in the time you've been there. Yeah. So we don't break out kind of like what the different verticals are, but what I can tell you is in the last year, music has grown hours watched by 550% within music. And so that's just been really, really, really great to see. And then obviously on the monetization side, like I mentioned, you know, those making 25,000 or more annually has grown 16 X, which is just That's awesome. So what do the next few years look like? I mean, obviously I'm sure there's some things under wraps, but from a high level, that five-year roadmap, like where is Twitch in a few years from now? Really what it boils down to is just like those two core principles of artists want to get to know their fans. And so the easier we can make it for artists to come onto Twitch and build their community and bring their community from, you know, other services over to Twitch and have that interaction, we're going to continue to invest in that. We'll obviously kind of work with more partnerships with the likes of, you know, DistroKid and uh, United Masters to just make Twitch more available and known to the music community. And then on the monetization side, you know, we're going to continue to help artists make money. And, you know, I think kind of that's just such a big gap in the industry today. And what we're seeing on just the low few hundred fans being able to kind of make a real living, you know, we think that that just opens up possibilities for you to make those business and creative decisions for you. So we'll continue to invest in making it easier for artists to achieve kind of those levels of success. Because at the end of the day, you know, the more the artists are successful, the more that they'll invest into their communities, which will grow more music fans on Twitch, which will get more artists. And we see that just kind of beautiful flywheel. I mean, it's working right now. And so we're going to continue to invest to make sure that artists really get taken care of because at the end of the day, they're the lifeblood of kind of the creative economy and we want to be there to support them. It's exciting. I think you alluded to this earlier, but right, there's many platforms that are having their own way of offering opportunity in this space. You all clearly have a pretty defined way, but there's plenty of areas to expand there. This isn't a winner-take-all type thing, but I do think that we're clearly getting better at solving this problem 
how can you get people to be paid for all the things that they do? And I think you all are in a really interesting space. And I think that it probably surprised a lot of people too, just because I think the thought was just so much, oh, gaming, right? But no, being able to like shift that narrative and really increase your own addressable market was, from my perspective, one of the biggest value adds and advantages that the company has done. Well, yeah. And I think that that's in some ways part of the secret sauce is this gaming and music are just inextricably linked. We recently um, did some research with um, Midia, um, one of the music think tanks in uh, the UK. When they did their surveying, they found that the audience on Twitch listens to two times the amount of streaming music than your average consumer. And so it's like, The audience just actually loves music. They love to support creators. This makes a lot of sense. We think there's just like a massive opportunity because of our roots in gaming. Again, a lot of the dynamics of why the monetization works is from gaming. And it's not just like, I heard your song and you get whatever pennies or whatever it is. That's what people actually want. And in a lot of ways, it's like going back to the roots of music of people pay musicians historically for, you know, the talent that they have for the performance. That's why live is such a big, you know, medium touring and things like that. And we think that, you know, Twitch kind of taking it digital, again, building your community can be a real big opportunity. It's not just kind of like the biggest artists who can succeed. It's artists of all sizes. Well said. Tracy, this is exciting. Is there anything else that you want to plug or let the Trapital audience know about before we let you go? First off, thanks for having me because you know this has been a really, really great conversation. I think that if you are an artist and you really want to get to know your fans and you want to make some money on your creative process, whether it's in the studio, whether it's performing live, whether it's kind of doing something on the fly, Twitch could be a really, really great place for you because it doesn't take that much. Again, just the medium viewership for those making $50,000 or more to the artist is 183 fans. It doesn't take much. It does take some dedication. It does take, you know, being able to interact with the community in a very authentic way on a regular basis. But, you know, this is a great option. And again, with Having, you know, your community to support you, it's financial freedom. It's creative freedom. There isn't one path in order to make artists successful. Do what's authentic to you. Twitch could be a big part of that. And if it's interesting to you, please jump onto Twitch and start broadcasting. For the folks listening, I'm going to link that Twitch Rocknomics report in the show notes as well, because I think this is a great visual companion to a lot of the stuff that Tracy has said here. Tracy, it's been a pleasure. Thanks again. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and share it with a friend. Copy the link, text it to a friend, post it in your group chat, post it in your Slack groups, wherever you and your people talk, spread the word. That's how Trapolo continues to grow and continues to reach the right people. And while you're at it, if you use Apple Podcasts, go ahead, rate the podcast, give it a high rating, and leave a review. Tell people why you like the podcast. That helps more people discover the show. Thank you in advance. Talk to you next week.